It's the Blue Vote Cafe, a little bit wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg with Rachel Oyster in uh, the beautiful Christmassy Canada's capital of Ottawa. Hello, Rachel. Hello, David. Ten centimeters <laughs> of snow today. We did, and I'm 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 thinking about Christmassy because, of course, this is a podcast for Democrats abroad, many of whom are thinking toward American Thanksgiving at the moment. That's true. So it may be actually Thanksgivingy. Thanksgiving, yeah. Do you think of snow with Thanksgiving? Is that your connection? Not really, but I I don't like rushing the Christmas season. There's at least oh. one more. <laughs> oh, yes. The big debate. When do the Christmas lights go up? Yeah, not till after American Thanksgiving. Nope. No, that's right. That's Who's with us today? Today, we are thinking about Georgia in this little... What is this, a lull between the midterms and the Georgia runoffs or a sprint? We are joined by our Vote From Abroad coordinator, Heidi Birch, and a member who is a Georgia voter and a champion call hub caller for Democrats Abroad. Yay! Dee Dee O'Brien. Welcome, Heidi and Dee Dee. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> it's nice to have you here. Hello, Dee Dee. Hi there. There's Dee Dee. <laughs> I just want to say I'm on team December 1st for Christmas lights. (laughs) Dee Dee, where are you for Christmas lights? We don't do them. (laughs) That's an even better way to to answer that. Do you put up uh, uh, decorations for other festivals? Oh, no, we, we, we just don't put out lights. My husband begged me not to make him get up on a ladder in with snow. Uh, We we lived in Georgia for 20 something years. He does not want to get up and, and do lights i think he's really smart you know what we do we got a projector that does lights onto the house <laughs> you use an outdoor cord and um i we got it like canadian tire it's the best thing <laughs> <laughs> does the world do that or is this just a canadian thing now where we have these projectors that we stick in the snow and then and then the snow comes along you've got to go brush it out and dig it out and put it on top of the new freshly fallen snow so your projector still works no, mm-hmm. they do that, and the, they do that in the states too. Yeah. Even where there's no snow. <laughs> right. So, why don't we put away the holiday discussion and focus on the very serious business of the runoff election in Georgia? Didi, I know you have been—you're a Georgia voter, so maybe if you just tell us a little about your experience in in voting this this cycle. Well, they changed all the laws, um, in my opinion, to hinder voting Hmm. um they've like in-person voting is not the saturday after thanksgiving it's not allowed um for um early voting in georgia so they've changed that so that's affecting a lot of people right um but they changed everything and that um you can't you used to be able to just as soon as it was accepted or approved you know the ballots were out you got you went on download your ballot mailed it in now you need a code to access your ballot. Wow. And I didn't get a code. Uh-oh. For, and so I emailed them right away, said I I emailed my Leo and said I didn't get a code. She was she's very good and she forwarded it right away and this fellow said, "Did your husband get one?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "Use the same one." He said, "Don't be alarmed. It's for the same county." So, anyways, I got my ballot <laughs> and then we had a rank ballot and I thought, what the heck is this? And I had read though Alaska doing rank ballots. So I sort of knew how to do them. And we just sat together and did them and um, figured out, mailed them, mailed them in. And then we were told they were, had all been received. We got an email from our Leo. They were received and 
I didn't, they, as I said, they changed the website and Heidi just told me how to look. And yes, mine was accepted. So if that was accepted, my runoff ballot's already accepted. Oh, wow. So all Georgia voters got, in essence, well, in other words, two ballots to vote once in the midterm and once in case of a runoff, right? Because it was so, uh, the time was so close. They knew that we wouldn't have time to get our ballots in. Okay. Right. And so they said, do it now. And that way you're done. They gave you all your ballots at the beginning and now you just needed to go and, and fill this, this other ballot and put it in the mail and it was done. Yes. So we voted for the November election, but our ballot is already there for the runoff. Right. But this is causing complications for people. I think Heidi, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure thing. Yeah, it's um, something that I'm not a Georgia voter. I help Georgia voters. And um, it was a brand new law passed 2021 um, in the wake of both Democrats winning their runoff elections. They wanted to make it harder for people to vote in the runoff elections. (laughs) Um, So what they did was they moved it. It had been the beginning of January. They moved it to be 20... The runoff election is 28 days after the general election. Mm. That's why it's on December 6th this year. And because that breaks the law, federal law that says that overseas voters must get their ballots 45 days ahead of the election, (laughs) um, they did this end run thing where they, when they sent the November 8th ballot out to Georgia voters, they included a second ballot, a ranked choice runoff ballot, where people could say, well, if this race goes to a runoff, here are my, you know, one, my top choices. Um, And that would count. Now, the only race that we know of that is going to a runoff is the U.S. Senate race. And um, runoff elections can only have the top two vote getters in them. So you can have an actual winner. And um, so uh, the ranked choice was the idea that, well, we don't know which races and we don't know which candidates. So it's a very confusing procedure. A lot of people didn't even realize they were these two separate ballots. Didn't know how to send them in. um, Didn't bother doing them. Um, So it's been an interesting um, election cycle. And frankly, the election offices were using this for the first time themselves and are kind of figuring it out as they go along. So um, we're um, doing our best to read the legislation, talk to the election offices, talk to the secretary of state's office. And we think we have some good guidelines and good advice to give to people. Um, so we're urging all Georgia voters who have any questions to please get in touch. Uh, you can um, vote from abroad.org. Um, there's a link you can click right up at the top of the page for Georgia voters that will get you information and we'll get, um, uh, you can also click on for help from us and Democrats abroad.org uh, slash Georgia also has that information. Just a sort of a, a general question. I know I never noticed that Georgia has this runoff election until this time mm-hmm. around. Are, are are they the only state that does this? No, no other states um, will do runoff elections. Um, the Georgian there's three in New York. I thought where mm-hmm. they have a second election and somebody has to get fifty percent of the vote. 
Um, it depends. I don't know that New York does runoffs. Um, I know like South Carolina does. And Alaska there's some state. Well, Alaska has its own crazy system, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia system is that to win, you must have um, 50% plus one right. to win the election. If um, when you have more than two candidates, there's a good chance that someone will get um, the most votes, but still won't break that barrier. Of course. Um, so if that happens, they will say the top two vote getters go to a runoff. And um, those then when you only have two candidates, somebody is going to get that 50% plus one. Um, and, but it's a standard thing that Georgia has always had. Um, and um, other States um, have runoffs, but yeah, it depends. They may not have any in a, in a given year if, if somebody wins their election. Right. And given that there are 50 states, each with its own individual complicated package of regulations, it's possible that other things might trigger runoffs too, not just not breaking 50%. I'm just speculating, but <laughs> <laughs> in a sample of 50, there might be other weird reasons too. Oh, yeah. Well, like California has the same thing where the, um, primary election is everybody who wants to be in get right. and it doesn't matter what party right. and then the top two go to the general election and it doesn't matter which party so that's why you can have like um right. the senate race that kamala harris won she was against another democrat in the general election because they were the top two vote getters in the primary yeah. so they have all sorts of weird systems <laughs> 50 states, 50 crazy systems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why is it important for Georgia voters to vote in this runoff election? Because we won last time in the runoff. <laughs> we, well, thank goodness we kept the Senate. It is right now a 50-50 Senate with Kamala Harris as vice president um, breaking any ties. That's where we were um, for the last two years. And um, what would be great if we won this runoff for Democrats, that would be the 51st vote. Um, and that has a lot of practical implications. Um, you have some leeway. You have you only need 50 votes to win because Kamala Harris will do that tiebreaker. So I think for the last two years, um, a lot of us were frustrated that Two senators, uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, held up a lot of legislation, kept things from going forward because it was really hard to get both of them on board. Um, this breaks that lock. We can afford to lose one or the other. Right. Um, and they had very different concerns. Um, and there was at one point Joe Manchin was on board after months of working with them, and all of a sudden, Senator Sinema blew things up. Mm -hmm. This takes that off. Um, the other things are also practical because it was a 50, 50 Senate. The Democrats were in control. Uh, Chuck Schumer is the majority leader, but they had to have a power sharing agreement with Republicans. Mm. So they had equal number of seats on committees and they Republicans were able to obstruct a lot because of that, because they had equal power in the Senate. Um, so this gets rid of that power sharing agreement if we have 51 senators. Really, just um, by the margin of two, 51 to 49. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Because mm-hmm. 50-50, there is this power sharing agreement, which I don't know the specifics of, but it did mm-hmm. give them, the Republicans, a lot of ability to obstruct things. And mm-hmm. and wow. um, even though, at least with the Democrats, had the majority leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also... Um, give some leeway, you know, if somebody is sick or out on the Democrat side, they, you know, things aren't paralyzed and, you know, there, there are some old senators um, <laughs> <laughs> to be blunt. You know? are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, every time, you know, somebody sneezes, it's like, they're going to be okay. Right. No, it's true. Yeah, I agree. And then for, you know, 2024, we're going to be in the same place where we want to keep control of the Senate and having this seat locked in for six years helps. Um, It's one less seat we have to deal with. They have to work against. So those are all, to me, very important reasons. Um, I am thrilled we have the 50 seats now, so it's not the balance of the Senate. It does lower the stress level. It's not a, but it's still very, very important for Georgia voters and to get out there. And speaking as someone who votes in San Francisco, California, whose vote means very little, please <laughs> vote. This is really <laughs> well. And, and I guess as a part of that, then let let's ask a big question: Why should uh, Warnock, as an individual, why should we vote for this person? He's um, he's very effective. He also works across the aisle to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, not toxic, which is sort of nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. A he's point. a genteel. He's a genteel Southern Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very well educated, but he does good things. Right. Mm-hmm. He is just a genuinely good person. Yeah. Um you can see that you know he's a minister, he's a reverend, he's um, always worked for the the good of the community, and um, is on the right side of the issues, in my opinion. And not to turn negative, but his opponent is almost the exact opposite. He yeah. is as I a say, person who South, should never I'm, be in the Senate. He's as, <laughs> as they say in the South, he's dumb as a stump. <laughs> now we got a podcast <laughs> there, like said, you know, the other expression i've heard is a taint right here's something just not right with herschel walker um <laughs> i mean i seriously think he's had far too many injuries from football and uh, and just this the sense of you know whatever your feeling is on on abortion rights to say i am totally against them nobody should ever have them but it's okay that i pressured women into having them because and i feel like you know because i'm special or or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean that's just you know the height of hypocrisy yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and to say you know I can do it, you know, because it was inconvenient for me, but you shouldn't be able to do it even if your life is at stake is just horrific. And he should not be with within 100 miles of the U.S. Senate. But the thing that I'm worried about this election is um, last runoff, Trump said the election's rigged, don't vote. <laughs> and mm-hmm. We won the election, but I'm really worried that if 
Brian Kemp goes out and starts stomping. He really did well in the election. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, so we need, yeah, we really can't rest on our laurels. It needs, everybody needs to vote. Yep. So we need every single Georgia voter living outside the country to vote. So Heidi, what do they need to know? It is a bit complicated and we are here to help. (laughs) Just want to make sure you're not alone. Um, Basically, there are three types of Georgia voter right now. And um, if you go to votefromabroad.org, there's a click here for Georgia voters that will run you through what the three types are so you can figure out what it is that you need to do. Um, you can also see that at democratsabroad.org slash Georgia. And I'm going to be plugging these all the time. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> what you got to do, keep reminding everybody. Do you want to just generally outline the three three groups of voters? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll outline them. Um, and I don't want to put up a bunch of, you know, websites or anything. So I'll just um, say, go to these and then you'll get your links. Um, but there's people like Dee Dee who got that ranked choice ballot in November and sent it in. And that's great. Um, what we need these people to do, like Didi did, is go check that it was accepted. Because if it wasn't accepted, you can fix it. It's called ballot curing. But there is a deadline to do that. When you go to um, the webpage, it will say, if you submitted a ranked cho- choice ballot, that's great. Go to the Georgia portal and check that it was accepted. Um, if you can't re- confirm that, you need to talk to your election office and find out what you need to do to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, if for some reason it's not even showing up as having been received, um, then it might have gotten lost in the mail and you can send in um, a new ballot as well. So um, just check to make sure everything's okay. Um, Then there are other people who got their ballot in November, but for whatever reason didn't send in that ranked choice ballot. A lot of people didn't see it or they didn't know what the, what it was about or <laughs> didn't like, want to bother. They were busy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's fine too. They can still vote. In- <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> but, but they can still vote. It, that's fine. It's not like they lost their chance. They can go to the Georgia website and download their runoff ballot. The ranked choice ballot is still available and the, and they can use that. Um, there is a runoff ballot that will just have the Senate race on it. It's supposed to be coming. They're saying hopefully by the end of the week, maybe around the 21st of November, you don't have to wait for it. Whatever's there, you can download it and send it in. Um, and if for whatever reason you don't see it, when you go to the web, the Georgia website, the Georgia portal, there's a special thing called the backup ballot. Or the FWAB, the yes, federal, our old friend, the, love, the beloved FWAB, the federal write-in absentee ballot. Right. You can go to that website. We have a link to it, and um, fill it out and mail that in, and you you can vote that way. And they, then again, as before, check that it was accepted, and you know, make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And then the final group are people who didn't get the ballot in November for whatever reason, they just never saw a ballot. Mm -hmm. They, they can still vote as well. It doesn't matter that you didn't vote in the 
in the November 8th election. Um, and to do that, we were telling these people, if you didn't get a ballot, obviously Georgia didn't get your ballot request form. You need to have one in it for this year. So go to votefromabroad.org and follow the instructions to fill out that form. It's only one page. You can send it in by email. And then once you've done that, you can turn around immediately and go and do that backup ballot, that swab. Um, And fill that in, mail it in, then check to make sure it was received and accepted as before. And you're advising that people go ahead and do the swab while they're waiting for the ballot. Yes. Right. Because we don't know how quick Georgia is going to be to get turn around and do these things. And time is of the essence. Um, The deadlines are if you're mailing in, you you must mail in your back, your ballot. It must be postmarked by December 6th. And it also must be received by December 9th. I don't even think in Canada you can mail it in December 6th and have it get to Georgia by December 9th. So, Right. Um, the key and, there, it has to be received, so not postmarked, not when it got in the mail, but when they actually got it in Georgia. Well, and it's both deadlines. Yeah. Um, if, if you were able to put it in the mail the day before and get it there by December 9th, it still wouldn't count. It needs to be in the mail by December 6th and also received in Georgia by December 9th. Um, If you do it now and for, I don't, you know, it's November 16th. I don't know when this is going to run, but certainly by um, another week or so, you're going to need a courier, um, you know, a FedEx or a DHL or something. You could maybe, you know, if you feel safe, (laughs) you can use regular mail for the next week. so that's another reason to get it done quickly. Depending on um, in the world you are, of course, because mm. we're talking right. about anybody in the world, not just in Canada. Right. Canada is like the only one that has that real leeway. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of the world um, is definitely looking at couriers sooner rather than later. And um, the other thing is, if there is a problem, if you forget to sign it or um there's a mismatch signature, they call it, where they don't think your signature matches what they have in their offices. You can fix that. You, it's called ballot curing, and you can fix it, but that fix has to be done by December 9th. So the sooner you get the ballot in, the sooner you will find out if there are any problems and you can have a chance of fixing it in time. Right. And just coming so. back to the FWAB for a minute, I know we've said this before, but it does not hurt to do a FWAB and then do the real ballot. It's not going to invalidate your real ballot if you go ahead and do your FWAB. You're not voting twice. You're not voting mm-hmm. twice. Thank you. That was what I, I was reaching for. Yes, yes. It's a backup. <laughs> and it's your choice whether to send in both or not. You send in the, the backup ballot, the FWAB, and then if you get your official ballot in time to mail it back by the deadline, if you want to, you can do that as well, but you're not required to. So you right. don't have to pay twice if you don't want to. Right, right. With the um, years. Yeah. Right. Um, and frankly, this turnaround is so tight that, um, and, and because it's only one race between just the two candidates, it's a very easy um, 
swabbed ballot. Sometimes they're complicated and it's just really like, wait for your real ballot. It's going to be a lot easier. This is a very simple ballot to fill out. It's just one race. It's already set up. We've checked that. Um, when you go to um, the website to fill out the FWAB, it's set up where you just choose Reverend Warnock um, and you're done. <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. you print it out. And like, because Georgia requires ballots to be returned by mail, you must print it out and do everything you would with the official ballot. So there's no downside to using the FWAB. Right. Right. Are there any concerns with the courier? We've heard some states where you there can only be like one ballot in a courier package, right. but you can put right. a bunch in this one for Georgia? For Georgia, um, what we were told um, at the beginning of the election was that you can put several, you know, properly sealed up um, envelopes yep. with ballots um, into a, a one courier envelope or box, um, all going to the same county. Um, we were originally told they had to all be in the same voting address. So like, you know, if members of the family, family. yeah. but we've since gotten um, emails from election offices saying, nope, you know, like Gwinnett County and DeKalb County, you know, if you um, just put all the, the properly sealed ballots into the courier box and they can all come to us, it doesn't matter if they have the same voting address or anything like that, as long as they all vote in this county is yeah. all we care about. Right. Um, yeah. So that definitely saves a lot of money for people. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Particularly well, in countries where there is no regular mail yeah. and they have to courier back. And you've so. got four members in one family and everybody has to have their own courier. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. yeah. So they don't have exactly. to do that. You can kind of treat your, your courier box like a mailbox. Um, you know, you all stick it in the same mailbox and it mm -hmm. gets sent to your, um, your county. That is good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were discounts available um, and they expired November 15th. And I know there are people talking to um, the courier companies that had those discounts. Uh, DHL had several, like in Europe, several European countries to see if they will extend them. Oh, okay. And Canada had one discounts. with UPS for a while, but I don't know when that was set to expire or if it's still in effect. I believe that's still in effect for Canada. You do have to go to the Democrats Abroad website, uh, democratsabroad.org slash for Canada. And, um, right. And it's on, I think it's on the landing page for a, Canada. There's a I code think you're right. there that you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. can set up an account, but yeah, it may save some pennies for people. Sure. It's, I think, is it 50% discount? I mean, I, it's substantial if it's, if it's worth it to people. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and I also noticed in some of the communications today that we are offering Zoom rooms for voters who want one-on-one -on -one help with a person in real time <laughs> from the comfort yes. of their home. <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess both the Democrats Abroad and the Vote From Abroad websites are both linking to those, I assume? Yes. Yes. At the bottom, um, I'm looking at it right now. It says, mm -hmm. um, if you still have like for unvote from abroad, if you still have questions, there's a red icon in the lower right corner where you can email the team and we will get back to you right away. Um, but there's also, you can get live one-on-one -on -one help at a drop-in voter help session on zoom. Oh, wow. You don't need a zoom account. You, and um, you click here for more information. Um, 
is the Zoom rooms are calling them. And they're set up from noon till three Eastern time. Um, what days are they? Um, on Thursday. Oh, actually, there's a whole bunch more set up now. There's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. All have times and dates. Oh, wonderful. So click on the link and you'll see um, when they are. And quite frankly, if, if you email and say, you know, I'd like, you know, help. Can we get on a Zoom? We will set up a Zoom for you. Right. That's not a problem. Wow. It's really easy. So much easier to help someone when you can see what they're doing and really talk them through it. Oh, yeah. The challenges can be so individual. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody's had a problem, even, you know, finding a printer, we can help them with that. Oh. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's becoming more and more of an issue. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I think that may be generational, but yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Or, you know, just sometimes people can't call their election office when there's an issue because they're in Thailand and it's difficult mm -hmm. to call to Georgia. We can call on your behalf. I know people who, you know, during Zoom would, with the, while they were on a Zoom call with the voter, would dial the election office and hold the phone up <laughs> to the oh, Zoom nice. screen so they could talk, you know. Whatever we can do to help. It, well, we're all volunteers and we're all here to help yep. people. Yeah. Every vote's important. Full service yes. voter assistance, yeah. yeah so, definitely. Dee Dee, do you have a sense of what the mood is in Georgia at the moment? I don't know what family and friends you left behind when you moved to Canada. Um, I've got a lot of, well, a lot of friends down there. I think they're just okay here we go again and, <laughs> and they just say boots on the ground mm -hmm. and people the, the money is just flowing in and people are coming from all over the country to help right that's wonderful and in fact that's worth that's worth highlighting that donations are still welcome both for reverend warnock and reverend senator warnock and democrats abroad for that matter mm -hmm. yes yes we are um, here, Democrats abroad, um, we're doing phone banking campaigns um, to Georgia voters, both uh, Georgia voters who are Democrats abroad members, as well as Georgia voters from the voter rolls um, who live outside the U.S. who may who are not DA members. Um, so those phone banking. They're very successful. Dee Dee can tell you, you know, how much she did as particularly in the 2020 election. Um, they really help to let people know what's going on and make sure they have the help they need, but they cost money. Yes, so, yes, um, <laughs> so, you know, certainly accepting donations. Well, we're also are um, doing mailers. Some of the people kept my phone number and called, called me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high compliment. That's wonderful. Didi, how many calls did you do in the in the 2020 election? Um, I think they said something like 17,000 or something. That's that is amazing. That's 17,000. It was it, David, it was a full-time job. Trust me. <laughs> well, thank hours, you for doing at least 40 hours a week at wow. least. Wow. Wow. Thank amazing. you, Didi. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Wow. Yes. And we, we've been doing a lot of phone banking this year. Um, and now we're going to continue on with Georgia. Um, and we're also doing like mailers to people that we can't call. Mm -hmm. um, and again, those cost money. Mm -hmm. um, 
and just wherever we can to help to bring in that. And the overseas vote was instrumental in 2020 um, in the runoffs and also for Joe Biden's victory. And mm-hmm. we're going to do our best to, you know, get that overseas vote out for for Senator Warnock as well. Yeah, get every mm-hmm. Georgia voter living outside the United States to vote. Are we looking for people to make phone calls to join phone banks? Um, because the time is so tight, if you were a phone banker before, so yeah. you know how to do it, please sign up. Yeah, please, you know, click on and um, start making calls. Yep. We're not training new people oh, right okay. now okay. because it is so tight. And, and there's a um, learning curve. There is a learning curve. But if you've done phone banking for Democrats abroad in the past, yes, come on. Come on <laughs> Where have you been? We're going to be calling. We're calling people now and we'll probably do a second round of calls closer, like around the end of November to do a last ditch. Come on. Yeah, if yeah. you don't have your ballot in, do it. Yeah. I, I, just, I just found some people, though, the last election said, well, I vote in presidential, but not in midterms. Yeah. We need to gently urge them. To vote in the midterms is there i know from um communicating with our chapter members that it helps democrats abroad when people scroll down to the bottoms of the emails and click on i voted or i requested my ballot is there anything like that for georgia voters right now in communications from da or is it just too specific um there are emails going out um and we are calling everyone uh because um we want to make sure that they voted in the runoff. And we know there's a lot of confusion for people that, yes, I voted in November, but right. did you vote in the runoff? And then right. we're trying to pin that down. And um, there will be a, a big button. We're trying to put it up higher to click <laughs> to say, yes, I voted and confirmed. Um, so we won't bug them in the future we don't want to bug people we're, we're here to help not to bug but you know um but we do want to make sure we contact everyone now and just make sure that mm-hmm. like dd they did it right mm-hmm. um because we there are a lot of people like oh yeah i voted and it's like oh so you you did the ranked choice runoff ballot what's that yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that when i was of it. <laughs> i remember that when i've been phone banking and you, you get more pleasant people than I think you're expecting, because most people are, are glad to hear from you, and a lot of people really do appreciate the reminder. And then they yeah. see your phone number, like they say, <laughs> Dee Dee. <laughs> well, That's that, pretty impressive, Dee Dee. At, at that point, we were really in dirty, getting down and dirty doing this, and it was like, use your private phone. Like, we, were, right. we had a list of people we had to call. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I don't think that's normal that somebody gets your private phone number so i don't think anybody who's listened to this assuming that they're going to see their private phone number going out I, mm-hmm. we should make that clear that's not the way it goes no that no this was just um we were doing um canada was doing georgia uh, like mm-hmm. we were doing all the georgia voters who lived in canada but if you call through call hub the number that shows up on the display at the receiving end is actually through washington dc yes it's not the your own personal number. phone number you're Nobody's right. going to be phoning you back. Right. But we just, we just figured that people would, um, it, it worked. People, like, it wasn't the 202 number. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was a person, you know, hey, I'm a Georgia voter. I live in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we want to help. Yeah. Did you vote? And mm-hmm. we, a lot of people couldn't access their ballot. It, it was anyways, it was successful. So good. Yeah. I just say that was a yeah, very special um, campaign for the 2020, 2021 runoff. Um, I don't know that Canada's doing that this, this year, but we're definitely no, we're using call hub to um, call every DA member who votes in Georgia all over the world. And basically telling them we will help you (laughs) there is help available we're not asking we're asking phone bankers um they're kind of the front line where we they talk to the voter and remind them and tell them you know to you know please vote and if you need help we have help available but we don't expect phone bankers to go off the script and be experts in georgia law um that's way too much for people to know. They're just, the phone bankers are to call and to get the interest started. And then um, we have people who've really studied this new law and know what to do, um, who can really guide the voter. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I was going to ask more about the law, but I don't think we need to, unless there are things you want to say about it, Heidi. The only things I would say about this law is that it's new and it's brand new. So we have put a lot of time and effort studying what um, the rules are. And Georgia, the Secretary of State's office, the election offices are also kind of feeling their way with it. And we put a lot of time and effort into talking to those offices and trying to nail down what is the proper procedures. Um, And hopefully we can save voters a lot of time Mm -hmm. by telling them what, helping them through this. and hopefully making sure that their votes get counted. Wonderful. Thank you for all the work you do. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> coming us on. Thank you, Dee Dee, for all the work you do. Yeah. And you guys too. <laughs> Is there anything either of you would like to add? Please vote. i can't say it enough times i agree oh you can't i i do have a question for heidi if you're in step two (laughs) you didn't do the ranked ballot and like i erase emails right i don't wouldn't have the code again to get in if you can't get into your ballot for whatever reason just use the backup ballot use the flop okay that's fine that makes it sound so easy Mm. yeah well, the, the, the FWAB is not complicated. Not this time. Not it's this very time. straightforward. I mean, because it's just one, it's one race. Yep. It's a federal race. So it's not a question of can you vote? Every overseas voter can vote in federal races. Um, there's um, only one race and there's only really one candidate to vote for people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the only um the thing that's complicated is that Georgia is a mail return state, so you must return your ballot by mail. And to preserve the secrecy of your vote, you put the ballot itself into a, spe- a separate envelope, you seal it, and then that envelope goes into a second envelope where you put all the mailing information on it. Um, so people are a little bit confused by that. We have a nice little diagram and <laughs> pictures. <laughs> and we, again, we're here to help. For Georgia, fairly straightforward. Well, Heidi Birch, Dee Dee O'Brien, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe. 